As I live on this earth, I live in great joy and peace. Because when I am disturbed, God always restores me. I turn to him when I am disturbed, and he will give me a scripture, or he'll give me a dream, or he'll do something to restore me so I can go forward in peace and joy as I obey the word of God as brought to me by the Holy Spirit of God. If you read the Bible and you try to do a scripture by the letter of the law, you will put yourself in bondage and everyone around you in bondage. And you will live in fear and dread, always fearful that you're going to get it wrong, always fearful that they're going to get it wrong. But if you follow the Spirit of God, it's not like that. For it's just the opposite. You know that he is going to help you. You know that he is going to show you what to do in the issues that pertain to this life. And he's going to uphold you. And there's no reason to be fearful. For God is in charge of you when you follow the Spirit of God. If you follow the letter of the law, you're very fearful. It's really a bit of a mystery. But the Spirit of God frees us from the letter of the law so that we can do the Word of God. It's incredible. The people who try to follow the letter of the law are afraid that they and others will not do the law. But we who follow the Spirit of God are freed from the letter of the law so we can do the letter of the law. It is very mysterious. I have a cousin, I think she's dead now, but she went to Church of Christ all her life. I don't believe she was born again, but she was diligent in following, trying to follow scriptures by the letter of the law. Therefore, she was very fearful that someone like me would not follow scriptures. She really thought salvation was of the will of man and that you were saved because you wanted to be saved and you were saved because you will to do the scriptures. One time she said to me, Well, I believe you are a Christian. I just don't know how you can be. I laughed because I just knew she didn't understand being born again. When we are born again, we're changed by God. We no longer want to do the sins that we once did. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. At the time I was born again, I owned a business in Dallas. It was an American Indian arts business, and I had an arrangement with the Dallas Morning News to do a weekly advertisement in a column called Shopping the Town. 
And this woman, who was a church woman, came to my shop each week and took pictures of merchandise of a single item and described it in her column. She knew me before I was born again, and she knew me after I was born again. And after I was born again, Mary Beth came in and said, I believe in you we have seen a real conversion. She could see. She could see it. I was so different that sometimes when I spoke to a person, I didn't even realize I was speaking. It was so different from what I was before I was born again. That change was God who changed me. When we are of God, we don't have to try to testify to God. We are a testimony to God because we're so different. They see us. I went to a copy machine shop one time to make some copies of a a document. And as I sat there waiting in line to use the copy machine, there was a man who came up to me. He was about 70 years old, and I was about 30 at that time. He came up to me, and he said, Little lady, you didn't happen to park behind that green and gold car out there, did you? I said, No, sir. And he said, Well, that's a Baptist car. Baylor is a Baptist university, and their colors are green and gold. And I said, okay. And he said, you don't happen to be a Christian, do you? And I I was so excited because I had just become a Christian recently. And I said, oh, yes, I am. He said, oh, heck. I just joined the witnessing class at First Baptist Church. And you're the first person I picked a witness to. <laughs> oh, I laughed because this is not the way we witness to God. I once played duplicate bridge, and there was a woman at the bridge center that if she met a new person, she quickly said she was a member of the Church of Christ. I took my cousin over to the bridge center when she visited in Lubbock, Texas where I lived at that time. And I guess I was in the kitchen area with her husband. We were probably eating. As we left the building, she said to me, Joan, that woman, and she pointed to Aliceline. She said, that woman, the first thing she did was tell me she was a member of the Church of Christ. And I said, oh, Aliceline does that all the time. After she died, they found out Aliceline who was keeping the money for the organization, had been stealing the money. She was a very fearful, rigid person. And she had been stealing the money. Her children repaid the bridge center the money. But I thought, what an awful thing for her. Because the minute you were around her, she was telling you what church she went to. And also, the minute you were around her, she was telling you about her life at ACC, Abilene Christian College, which is Church of Christ College, now called Abilene Christian University. She was telling you about the people there. And yet she was stealing the money from the Bridge Center. I certainly hope she repented, and I hope she was born again before she died. 
But that's the example of this letter of the law type person. Very fearful, very afraid that you will do something wrong. When you say something about God, they're afraid. And they just kind of hold their breath for fear it's going to be wrong. They don't have that joy in them. My aunt, who was Church of Christ, one time I was visiting with my aunt and the Holy Spirit said to me, tell her about being taken into heaven. And I sure didn't want to do that. But I knew it was the Holy Spirit telling me to tell her, and I had been pretty dis- very disciplined in yielding to the Holy Spirit. So I told her about being taken into heaven twice. I told her shortly after I was born again, I was in the night, I was asleep, and I was transported into heaven. And I was with God, I was with Christ, I was with the Holy Spirit. I saw no physical images, it was a spiritual matter. And at that time I was merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God, with God and the Holy Spirit witnessing. As I told her this story, I noticed her face. She had a very dreamy look on her face. It was the opposite to what I thought her reaction would be because the Church of Christ people don't talk about these supernatural experiences with God. It was totally opposite. And when I quit talking, she said, something happened like that to me once, and it was all golden. I doubt she ever told anyone else that story. Everyone else around her were Church of Christ, and all of the people in her household were living a very, by the letter of the law, life. Very fearful that they would do something wrong or that someone would say something wrong to them. Very fearful. An artist wasn't like that. In fact, she told me, she said, I always knew you would never do anything wrong. It shocked me. I was doing everything wrong. She must have seen me by faith. She must have seen what I would become later in life after I was born again. God must have given her that vision of what I would be. It's very interesting because I didn't hear an artist talk to people about God. She just lived a godly life, and they were afraid of her. They would say, oh, what will artists think? She was the gold standard on religion. And they were afraid of her. Now, in Deuteronomy 28, there's a very interesting scripture that if we follow God and obey him, obey his commandments, listen to this, um, this, this scripture. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. That's the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit teaches us all things, reminds us of everything that Jesus has said, guides us into all truth, and shows us things to come. He does it by bringing it to our mind so that we can follow God, so that we can know the will of God. Those scriptures about the Holy Spirit are in John chapter 14, verse 26, and John chapter 16, verse 13. The Holy Spirit searches the heart of God to show us the will of God in the matter at hand. How would you know the will of God? You certainly won't know it by your own self. You aren't going to know it by even searching scriptures. You may think you know it, but the way you really know the will of God is the Holy Spirit will remind you of a scripture or give you a concept. And he does that just by bringing it to your mind. When we have the Holy Spirit, and all real believers have the Holy Spirit, for Paul said, you are of God and the Holy Ghost lives in you. There are three scriptures I can give you on that subject about God living inside us by the Holy Spirit. One of them's in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and another one is in, oh, let me see, it's 1 Corinthians 6, and another one is in 2 Corinthians 13, that Jesus lives in us unless we be reprobate. So you can look those up. But on this passage of scripture in Deuteronomy 28, listen to this. All these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. And in all that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And he shall establish thee and holy people unto himself, as he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. We're different. Oh, they see immediately that I'm different. Everywhere I go, it's not that I'm talking about God or Bible, but they have a feeling I'm different. They know there are certain things they can't say around me that they'll say around their buddies. We're different. We belong to God. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee.
Yes, they are afraid of us. But my aunt wasn't afraid of me. But her daughter was afraid of me. Both my aunt and her daughter had attended Church of Christ all their lives. And at Church of Christ in those days, they were teaching they were the only church. And if you went to any other church, there was no hope of salvation for you. I don't know if they're still teaching that or not, but they were teaching that when I was a young person. But that's an extremely fearful doctrine. And my aunt was never afraid of me, and I was never afraid of her. But her sisters were afraid of her. What will artists think about this? It was never, what will God think? It was always, what will artists think? Because they could see she was of God, and they weren't of God. And her daughter, my first cousin, was afraid of me. She was afraid I'd do something wrong. She was afraid I was doing something wrong. And she greatly fought me when I was on radio because she did not think a woman could be on radio. Only a man could do that. She was very fearful of me and tried many times to turn me away from doing the work of God, from writing, from being on radio, from writing books, because she was taught in the Church of Christ a woman could not do that. But my aunt was never afraid of me. Though I was on radio at the time I, uh, before my aunt died. But she had the Spirit of God in her. And the Spirit in, of God in her recognized that what I was saying was of God. And she rejoiced. This is the difference between following the Spirit of God and the letter of the law. We have a neighbor who's Catholic. And she's terrified of me, and yet she's intrigued by me because she is so closed and so fearful of saying the wrong thing, of doing the wrong thing, and I'm not. And when she has been here at the house, I have just talked freely about whatever subject was brought up. So she's intrigued by me, but she also knows I will bring correction to her if I need to. And yet I like talking to this woman. But she is very fearful of me. I'm not afraid of her, but she's afraid of me. The last time she was at my house, our house, I was wearing tennis wristbands, very colorful ones. It's got all bands of color in it. It was red and purple and green and gold and all kinds of colors in these wristbands. I bought them because both of my wrists had been broken in accidents. And I needed a little extra support on my wrist, so the idea came to me to order some tennis wristbands, and I had those on. She saw them, and she saw the bright colors of, on the bands, and she said to me, do those mean that you support gays and lesbians? I was shocked. I said, I don't think so. That's all I said to her. 
After she left, I looked that up to find out why she would think these colors would mean I supported gays and lesbians. And I found um, that they have a flag that's in pastel colors that they call it being their flag. And she wanted to know, I think she's probably lesbian, and she wanted to know if I would support her. But all I said to her was, I don't think so. After she left, two days later, I felt very strongly led to send her a letter telling her God's view of homosexuals and lesbians. It was not a rebuking letter. It didn't accuse her or anything. It just showed her God's view, and I said in it, being of God, I line my view up with God's view. So this is how I feel. Therefore, I would not support homosexuals or lesbians. I gave her the scripture in uh, about Lot. It was over there in, I think, Genesis 13. Because God made a statement in Genesis 13 where he said, the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked. They were homosexuals. Then I gave her the scripture in Romans chapter 1, verse 26, which says, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the nature, natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. I sent her that, and I simply said, as a Christian, we see what God thinks, and then we conform to what he thinks. Therefore, I would not be supporting homosexuals or lesbians. I mailed it to her, U.S. mail. I've heard nothing from her since that time, but I don't hate this woman. I'm not going to support her if she's lesbian. I'm not going to support her. Because a friend of the world is the enemy of God. And to support her would mean that I would have to become the enemy of God. No, I don't support sin. But I have a love for this woman. A godly love. And that's the way we live. We who are of God. We don't support sin. We don't make them feel good about themselves in their sin. But neither are we afraid. We just tell the truth. When I lived in Lubbock, Texas, there was a man, a Jewish man, who lived in the house behind me. I liked him. And we chatted about things. He and his wife came over once and played cards with 
me and one of the neighbors. He came to me one day and he said, I would like to rent your guest bedroom for the weekend if I could. I said, oh, I wouldn't take any money for it. You can use it, but I wouldn't take any money for it. He said, well, it's our anniversary, and we have people coming in for the anniversary, and our house is just overfilled. We can't keep all the people, and I need a place for my wife's daughter to stay and her friend. And I was just kind of quickened by the Holy Spirit. What's this friend? So I said to him, well, what's this friend? And he said, well, my wife's daughter, now this wasn't his daughter. He said, my wife's daughter is a lesbian and the friend is her lover. And I said, oh, I can't have them staying at my house. Now, if you have a married couple that wants to use the room, that would be fine. He said, well, I understand how, you're, how you feel. He said, I don't approve of it either. And nothing else was said. I simply told him the truth. It's not that I hate lesbians and homosexuals. God has turned them over to vile affections, and I can't have them staying at my house and be of God. So he said nothing else about it, and he left, and I didn't hear from him again. I didn't see him again, and about a year or two passed. I didn't see either of them again, although my garage backed up to their garage, and so when I backed up my car, if their garage door was open and they had were in there, I would have seen them. But in about two years' time, that never happened. One day, I was going to the garbage, about two years after this happened. I was going to the garbage, and I noticed their garage door was open, and the wife was in the car. And I think she saw me, and she seemed to be not wanting to back the car up. But I just stood there behind her garage, and she basically had to back the car up. And then I spoke to her, and I said, I haven't seen you in a long time. It's been a couple of years. And I said, how's Bernard doing? And she said, he passed away. And I said, oh, I had no idea. I'm so shocked. And then she said, I want to talk to you. And I said, oh, fine, anytime. She said, I'll come over to your house tonight. I want to talk to you. So I bought some cheese and I bought some wine. I don't personally drink, but I bought it for her. And I fixed it for her. And I left my back porch light on the back of the house. I left it on because it'd be easier for her to come through the back alley than to go around to the front of the house. Nine o'clock came, 10 o'clock came, 11 o'clock came. She did not show up. And I realized she wasn't going to come to my house that night. And then I remembered this thing that her daughter was a lesbian. I feel certain Bernard told her that, of what had happened. And she was coming to fight against me, I believe. And God spared me. And I never saw her again. I lived in that house for maybe five years or so. And even though 
she lived right behind me. I never saw her again. And then I moved to Colorado. See, God protects us. I don't think we have to be afraid of that situation. If I saw the woman that I suspect is lesbian, do you think I wouldn't speak to her? I like her. In her secular job, she does a secular type of work that interests me. And we talk about it. I, I would talk to her. But I will not support her. If she is a lesbian, I will show no form of support for her and actually showed what God's view is to let her see. But it wasn't in anger. And I didn't do it in any fear. It's just truth. And I was led by the Spirit of God to show it to her. I am not afraid of anyone at this point in time. I know God will either keep them away from me or God will give me a word which will keep them where they don't want to be around me. And if they're of God, they'll want to be around me. Live in truth. When the Holy Spirit is leading us, we're not going to be fearful. He might warn us of something, and then we would back off. But basically, we're not going to be afraid of them. We have a fear of the Lord in us, which means an awe, a respect, and we want to please God. Therefore, we want to follow what God wants us to do. And the Holy Spirit will never take us in a way opposite to Scripture. Therefore, we end up doing the letter of the law because of our respect for God and His Word and what He shows us to do. But we don't do it by the letter of the law. We fulfill the letter of the law by doing what the Spirit of God shows us to do. But we don't live by the letter of the law. But we do the letter of the law. It's a great mystery. But if you are of God, I think you will understand what I'm saying. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.